This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 290, all about stocks and bonds by Ramit Sethi of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. And I am Dan, your host and narrator here on the program. If you're new here, this is where I read to you every weekday from some of the best personal finance blogs out there. It's kind of like a big audiobook that is completely free of charge. And with that, let's get right to our content today. Here's our post from Ramit as we optimize your life. All About Stocks and Bonds by Ramit Sethi of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com Stocks. When you own a company's stock, you own part of that company. If it does well, your stock will do well. You can buy and sell whenever you want through your broker or self-serve sites like E-Trade or Daytech. Advantages. You can beat the market if your stock is good. If your stock is excellent, you can really beat the market. You can pick the stock in an industry you understand. Also, your money is liquid, meaning you can access it at any time by selling your stock. Disadvantages. Unfortunately, if a company does poorly, so does your stock. Because a stock isn't diversified, that can mean disaster for you, although you can easily reduce your risk by picking bigger, solid companies. Also, most people are not good at picking excellent stocks. In fact, they think they are, but they really aren't. You can read more about investor psychology by doing a Google search on it. Inevitably, when I'm teaching the basics of stocks, someone will pipe up and say, so what stock should I buy? Let's go through it. The simplest way to narrow the universe of stocks is to think of companies you like and use. What are 15 companies you use and return to time after time? Think of everything, including food, clothing, services, technology, entertainment, transportation, etc. There, you just went from 5,000 stocks to 15. A good company isn't necessarily a good stock. Let's think of clothing for a second. What are your favorite places to shop? Abercrombie, Guess, Gap? Okay, let's take Gap. Let's do a very simple analysis of Gap as a company. It has good clothes that are consistent and stable. Khakis, white shirts, polos, jeans, things that don't go out of style. They appeal to men and women. They have a lot of locations and some great advertising. I shop there. Unfortunately, good products don't always make a good stock. Here's Yahoo's five-year stock performance. In this five-year period, they dropped from a high of around 52 to a low of around 8. But Ramit, you might say, the entire economy was in a recession. Yeah, but Gap also severely underperformed the market during this time. The point is that you need a deeper analysis than I think their khakis are pretty. For that, you need to know trends. Are sales increasing from this time last year, two years ago, five years ago? Products. Is the future bright in terms of upcoming product development? Revenues, profits, growth, earnings per share. The real financial nuts and bolts of a stock. These are intimidating at first. Luckily, many sites will guide you through it. Insider trading. Are senior executives at the company buying more stocks, indicating they have confidence in the company, or selling? Management. Is management good? What is the turnover? What is their philosophy and ability to execute? You can get all of this information online for free. Here are some great sites to start you out. The MSN Research Wizard will help you analyze a stock step-by-step. Yahoo Finance lets you view the standard details about any stock. And The Motley Fool is great for first-time investors. Once you start looking at charts, earnings, balance sheets, etc., you'll start to get a good sense of what's going on. It just takes practice. Bonds. Bonds are IOUs, like CDs, certificates of deposit. If you buy a one-year bond, the bank says, Hey, if you lend me $100, we'll give you $102 back in a year. The approximate current rate of return for a two-year bond is 2.89%. Advantages. 
you know exactly how much you'll get when you invest in a bond. You can choose the amount of time you want a bond for, one year, two years, five years, etc. Longer time periods yield you higher return rates. Also, bonds are extremely stable, especially government bonds. The only way you'd lose money on a government bond is if the government defaulted on its loans, and it doesn't do that, it just prints more money. Disadvantages. Unfortunately, bonds have significant disadvantages. Because they're so stable, lower risk, the reward on an excellent bond is dramatically less than an excellent stock. Investing in a bond also renders your money illiquid, meaning it's locked away and inaccessible for a period of time. That's usually bad. With these qualities, what kind of person would invest in bonds? Let's see, extremely stable, essentially guaranteed rate of return, but relatively small returns. Who would it be? If you said me and you are in your 20s, I want to punch you. Actually, it's old people and rich people who find bonds most attractive. Old people need to know exactly how much money they're getting next month for their medication or whatever old people do. They can't stand the volatility of the stock market because they generally don't have much other income to support themselves. Rich people, on the other hand, have naturally become conservative with so much money. Put it this way, when you have $10,000, you want to invest aggressively to grow. When you have 10 million, you want to conserve. So a guaranteed bond at 2% or 3% is attractive, and 3% of 10 million is $300,000 anyway. Now you see why bonds are exactly the wrong investment for most young people. Also, with a longer investment outlook, you can invest more aggressively to get much higher returns than bonds. You just listened to the post titled All About Stocks and Bonds by Ramit Sethi of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. And I'm gonna keep this ending nice and short for you today, but I'll quickly mention for everything related to this podcast and all four of our podcasts, just come by oldpodcast.com. You can get in touch there, find out more information, find out how to support us, hear past episodes, and more. It's all at oldpodcast.com. I'm gonna leave it there for today and for the week. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Have a great weekend, and I'll catch you on Monday. Same time, same place. That's where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Finance Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.